Hello, everyone. My name is Brian Fuchs, or if you're on the Southern Tomfoolery Discord server, you might know me as Old Scratch Johnson. We are excited to present you with a recording of Titanium Mike's Fight Rock, a brand new opportunity for Patreon subscribers of the Southern Tomfoolery Podcast. Patrons will get the chance to develop characters to take on Titanium Mike in a boxing match using the homebrew minigame developed for the show. We've even developed a special character creation system, making it simple for you to bring your concept to life in the ring. Are you prepared to take on the toughest goddamn Vesk anyone's ever seen? On top of that, you get to hang out with Heath Parker, the player behind Titanium Mike. You ever wonder how he learned to roll so well? Here's your chance to ask. In order to be eligible to participate, you must be at the $10 tier, the APA loyalty agent tier, for at least three months. But we've created a special launch offer. If you're currently at a lower tier, but you up your subscription pledge to $10, we'll grandfather in your previous months of subscriptions. Already have three months of pledges? Then you'll be eligible as soon as you come up to the APA loyalty agent tier. Of course, the Southern Tomfoolery podcast wants to extend a heartfelt thank you to all supporters, both patrons and non-patrons. This is a tough time for many people, and we appreciate any support that you can give. It's allowed us to develop this program and continue to develop programs in the future. Just so you all know, this is the only fight that will be recorded and released. Think of this as a hype reel for the Fight Rock experience. Do you have questions about Fight Rock? Drop us an email at southerntumfooleriepodcast at gmail.com or reach out via the STF Discord. I think that covers everything. Let's get in the ring. It's your good buddy Heath, and welcome to the first ever edition of Fight Rock, the new feature for Patreon subscribers at the $10 tier. Uh, I am joined today by Brian Fuchs, who has helped me immensely with uh, figuring out the rules and, and the complications of making Fight Rock a new Patreon feature, and by a very special guest for the first ever episode of Fight Rock. Uh, you know him. If you follow the Hideous Laughter podcast or you listen to our, our Hideous Tom Foolery show, uh, Mr. Griffin Norman. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Griff. Uh, I, I guess I can give you guys the floor for just a second. Uh, and I mean, a, a lot of people will know who Griffin are. Griffin is. But if you guys want to introduce yourselves, you know, a little bit, go ahead. Yeah, I'll start. Uh, so I'm Brian Fuchs. Uh, if you're on the Discord, you might know me as Old Scratch Johnson, and I've been brought into the Southern Tomfoolery crew pretty recently to help develop this Fight Rock uh, experience and talk about that in a little bit. Hey, guys. I'm Griff. Uh, <laughs> if, if you don't know me, uh, I'm the GM of the Hideous Laughter podcast. Um, I guess we'd call ourselves sister podcasts, one Starfinder, one Pathfinder, all bundles of fun. 
But <laughs> I've been playing with these guys uh, for a little bit in Hideous Tomfoolery. And those of you that listen kind of wanted me to fight Heath. So here I am. <laughs> uh, not to be clear, they didn't they didn't want Griff to fight Heath. Um, I hope. <laughs> yes, they did. Uh, they I bought don't... me a plane ticket. I'm just oh, waiting for they? COVID. Oh, end. man. Yeah. yeah. As soon actually as COVID part- ends, I'm getting my ass whipped. <laughs> <laughs> part of the new Patreon level, uh, Patreon levels. I think it's up there. Maybe, you know, one or two thousand dollars. I-, I think we can make it it's, work. It's a fight rock <laughs> VR. Yeah. <laughs> $500 tier, you can go beat up Heath personally. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, to start with, uh, I wanted to kind of explain what our, what our process is with this recording. Um, we are recording the first ever episode of Fight Rock, uh, but we will not be recording the, the normal, uh, episodes for, I hesitate to even call them episodes, but the experiences might be experiences, right. That we do with other patrons, but we wanted to put this one out, uh, not only to build a little bit of hype for the product, but also to demonstrate what you can look forward to. If you are a $10 patron and are looking forward to experiencing fight rock in the future. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, just to, to clarify some of the the eligibility for that. So you'll need to be a $10 patron or above and for at least three months. But we do have a special launch offer right now. If you are currently subscribed at a lower tier, but uh, up your subscription to $10, we'll grandfather in your previous months of subscription. So you could be eligible as soon as you, if you already have three months, you're eligible as soon as you uh, come up to that level. Right. I guess we should quickly address like how this whole thing came to be, right? Mm -hmm. So in our main show, um, the Apollo Protection Agency show on our main feed, um, there was a period of time where because of my interest in in boxing and combat sports and stuff like that, Adam, uh, being the good dude that he is, found a way to introduce a boxing tournament. And he and I... Uh, the night before we were going to record the first fight of that boxing tournament decided, well, let's, let's come up with some rules and make this a mini game as opposed to just rolling, you know, D20 after D20 for a bunch of punches, right? So that's how the, the core set of rules came out. And then after that episode came out, Brian just out of his own interest, uh, threw us some suggestions and some ideas for how we could improve that system. And we use them on the show. So a couple of months ago, I was kind of brainstorming, thinking about like, what what could I do as a project for the listeners uh, that wouldn't dump a, a bunch of extra work on Adam, but would help out the show and help out our, our Patreon? And so I had the idea, well, what if people could fight Mike? What if they could have an actual, you know, uh, boxing match with Titanium Mike? And... I, to be a hundred percent honest, <laughs> I did not want to take on all of the work of that, uh, on my own. Cause I'm not a very technical person, uh, more of an idea guy. So I reached out to Brian drunkenly one night yeah. and, uh, that we, we hatched our plan and we've been, uh, working on this and play testing for the last, what, two months, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Now we have a, a set of rules and a a list of of races that you can choose that you can create your own boxer and we have a, a 
pre-generated boxer for every class in Starfinder, right? So mm-hmm. if you're uh, a patron and you want to do Fight Rock, you can either create your own character, and, we, and Brian has created a great little sheet for, for how to go through the character creation process, and together we have come up with a list of, what, nine, I believe, um, mm-hmm. pre-generated characters that if you just want to pick your own fighter, kind of like the menu of like a Street Fighter Mortal Kombat game, you can do that as well. Have I have I covered everything, Brian? I think so. Uh, just reinforcing that this will be the only episode that we record. We want this to be approachable for everybody. And I know like recording it, putting it out there, we're not looking to make more content. This is for you to have the chance to hang out uh hang out with Heath and uh try your hand against Titanium Mike. Well and and an added benefit of that, don't sell yourself short, Brian, is that you get to hang out with Brian as well. Oh, yeah, because I'm I'm the coolest guy here. Everyone <laughs> knows that. Uh I mean I can be pretty abrasive, so that may <laughs> that may be the case, <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Um all right, so I guess uh, before we get the, the fight kicked off, and I, and I hate to you know beleaguer too long, but I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of what, what the fiction of this experience is, the headcanon that I have for it. So basically, my thought process for how to make this work, if you're going to take into consideration the canon that is the show, is that first and foremost, this is like an alternate timeline, Right. So after the events of Against the Aeon Throne AP, uh, Titanium Mike decides to quit adventuring <laughs> and instead, uh, you know, goes back and runs the APA for a while. And his new passion project is Fight Rock. And he buys an asteroid out in the diaspora and builds a sort of um, celebrity freestyle boxing tournament kind of uh I don't know, a, a vent, you know? So, um, that said, it, it's not super important, but I know there are people that get really hung up on canon and like where this all exists. So in my head canon, this is after Aeon Throne, Mike doesn't go on to signal the screams. Instead, he goes and, and buys basically the UFC, <laughs> you know, <laughs> makes the world's greatest boxing arena in the middle of nowhere. Right. And well, and it was, it was very, it was very much inspired by the fight island idea that uh, the UFC had for how to get around the COVID thing and still be able to have fights. And they just went and like, I mean, initially they said they were going to go buy an island, which they they didn't buy an island, but they got the right to use a very exclusive, uh, like wealthy island. So it's kind of kind of that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, so I guess guys, let's go ahead and let Brian. Uh, pull us into his immersive world of fight rock all right Hmm. let's get this started like adam i like to start my scenes uh kind of cinematically so we start off actually looking across a vast expanse of space and unless you're an established navigator you wouldn't really know where you were just empty space all around but you might get a couple of hints because as time passes, we see asteroids flying back and forth across the screen. We are indeed in the diaspora, the remnants of two shattered planets scattered in a ring across space. 
few packed world inhabitants venture out into the largely unexplored territory, and those that do are often in search of asteroids that contain precious metals. The massive pancake-shaped asteroid designated S-48-55 was home to one such exploratory mining operation. When the venture proved unsuccessful, the five-kilometer asteroid was abandoned, sitting vacant for decades. We see three ships approaching the asteroid. The front ship is a large, sleek transport, often used by government officials or celebrities and their retinue for comfortable travel. The two ships flanking it are security vessels. An orange APA logo is visible across the tops of the ships. As the ships round the asteroid, a structure becomes visible on the asteroid's surface. A large, clear dome has been built across one of the craters on the surface, emanating a bright white and yellow light. The ship angles towards a la uh, landing bay located just outside the dome. Flash forward to a metal and glass walkway leading from the hangar to the dome. A hollow screen across the walkway flashes a vi video of a familiar vesk, and then the text, Welcome to Titanium Mike's Fight Rock. We smash cut to a documentary narration. We see a recording of Mike wearing a suit walking through a construction site, hard hat on his head and flanked by several workers. <clears throat> we hear the voice. After acquiring asteroid S-48-55, Titanium Mike and the Apollo Protection Agency constructed the galaxy's first boxing-focused sports arena. The dome, built on the site of a former mining operation, has transformed the asteroid into a haven for fighters and fans everywhere. We flash forward to a sports desk where we see a halfling and an android sitting side by side. The halfling says, Now we gather here tonight to witness two warriors battle for the adamantine prize. Welcome to the Packed World Sports Network. I'm Dugir Bancho, joined by my co-host Harmony Eleven. Harmony, we have been waiting for this fight for some time. That's right, Dugir. Ever since the completion of the Fight Rock Dome, Titanium Mike has issued an open challenge to the Packed World's greatest fighters. A six-round boxing match for a shot at the adamantine prize. And tonight, the first challenger has risen to the occasion. And then, across the screen, we see Sigurd. It's time for Sigurd's hype reel. So the uh, scene opens up close up on Sigurd's face. And then we go to a gym where we see him uh, going up against a heavy bag. Just left, left, right, left, right, right. Over and over again while Coach stands behind the bag shouting orders at him. Uh, Griff, what, is, what are some of the other things featured in Sigurd's hype video? Oh, Sigurd's hype video, we just... We see that pan in on him, and they're like, the Sigurd, the scourge of the swarm, the Suskalin survivor, the Kanabo that you want to know. And he's, uh, you know, he's he's beaten on the bag, and you see this large, muscled Kanabo. And and for the listeners, that's a uh, it's an oni, like a half oni. So he's a half oni, and he kind of looks like a big red orc and just tusks out in his mouth. You can see he's working the bag, and then his fists just start to glow with this, like, energy, this gray energy. And 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 then we cut to a scene of him in just full, like, combat regalia with the head of a, uh, a large swarm component, and he just, like, 
the things as big as his whole arm goes halfway down his torso and he looks at it and he's like I'm doing my part and he tosses it on the ground uh, and, and you see him getting like he's got he's got this badge of courage from uh, from the SDF uh, that he wears with pride and, and he's got this regalia this red armor uh, all over his body and uh, and then you just see him training some more he's just he's getting ready you see him like out running in space like all just crazy montage and then and then you know he finds the space equivalent of Philadelphia and he runs up and down the art museum steps <laughs> yeah and then uh, as he runs down everything like everything in the background darkens behind him and he stops he's breathing heavy but he like, crosses his arms camera comes up on his face and it flashes off to the right Sigurd as the uh, Sigurd's face fades out Dugir and Harmony 11 come back in and Dugir says it has been some time since Titanium Mike has fought and boy does he have a challenger tonight uh, Harmony uh, chimes back in yes it has uh, ever since his career ended 20 years ago uh, he has been as he says jonesing to get back in the ring and tonight he's going to uh, really, hopefully, show us some of that old uh, pizzazz that he once had. And we'll go into uh, Titanium Mike's <clears throat> hype video. Again, another gym, this one on Absalom Station. And we see, like, old, older, grizzled Mike coming back into the gym for the first time and, like, opens the door wearing an APA uh, tank top and gloves draped around his neck. How does the uh, hype video go from here? Uh, it starts like very bombastically with music and everything and, and big uh, gnarly looking font that says, don't call it a comeback. And uh, <laughs> it, it's just, uh, you know, the montage reel of, of him uh, battering uh, a punching bag and then spliced in is some some like film that someone found of his uh, heroics, some of his heroics in the against the Aeon Throne era of his life, of him like beating up Aslanti and stuff like that. Oh, I love, we get like a grainy video of uh, you of Mike up against the crag and like the specifically the moment that he delivers the knockout punch to the crag and then like jumping around in victory afterward. Right, right. I, I don't know who recorded this footage, but from the boxing oh, tournament he it's had. It's shaky. It's all shaky. Right. It looks, like a, looks like a cell phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> found footage right. from one of the Atlantis body cams. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, exactly. But like, it's it's that spliced in between more professional, like him in the gym and 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 all of that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the whole his, the whole theme they like keep coming back to is like, don't call it a comeback because like he had been fighting just not boxing but one even had boxed like three matches mm-hmm. even in his adventures so <laughs> the uh mike's video fades out we come back to the studio again earlier tonight we got the chance to speak with both fighters let's go to the interview room now and it'll flash uh smash cut to the interview room and we see a long table 
and Mike is sitting at one end, Sigurd is sitting at the other. Behind them, there's a cloth backdrop that has APA logos and Pact World Sports Network logos and logos for the Pool of Paradise. All the sponsors are on there. And a Yusoki comes up with a, a mic. Well, actually, they both have microphones in front of them, but a Yusoki stands up from the reporter pool and uh, he addresses Mike. And he's like, uh, Mike, uh, Shabis here uh, with Akaton Sports. Um, it's been a while since you've last boxed. Uh, uh, what what have you been doing? Uh, how are you preparing for tonight's match? Uh, well, how, how you doing there, boyo? Um, yeah, it's, it's true. I've been out of my boxing career for some time. But in the meantime, I think we all know some of my exploits against the Islanti. So uh, I've still been fighting. I've still been keeping myself in shape. And uh, I wouldn't call this a comeback because I've been fighting the whole time. So I, uh, I'm really excited to get back in the ring. Um, and I, I can't wait to uh, show you guys what I can do, what I can still do. The reporter sits down. Uh, a human this time stands up. Uh, hi, my name is uh, Justin. Um, I'm from Absalom Reporting. Uh, this is just a question. Ju- just Justin. <laughs> just Justin. <laughs> yeah. Justin, yeah, yeah, you in the front. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is uh, a question for uh, Sigurd. Uh, uh, this is going to be your first time in the ring. Uh, what do you What do you bring in? What do you bring in to the table tonight? Well, you know, I have a particular set of skills I think will be pretty well suited to handling uh, handling old man Lizard over there. You know, I can take a pretty good beat and looks like he can throw a good punch, but I'm not too worried. I've been a prison guard for years, and after that, fought the swarm. I don't see any mandibles on him. I'm not overly worried. Plus, uh, you know, I've broken my knuckles on some of the hardest carapaces on this galaxy. And then he snaps his fingers, and Sigurd, uh, with his Kadabo racial special ability, transforms into Titanium Mike. You know, I'm a bit too, I'm a bit too old to be doing this right now, and uh, you know, I, I might regret fighting this uh, fighting this big lizard or fighting this uh, big Kadabo man. I'm uh, I'm a bit out of practice. And then he molds back to himself, and he's like, "Yeah, you heard it right from him, folks." He's not ready for me. Uh, you it- shut your goddamn gob. <laughs> I'm just giving you our time, old man. Yeah, you got the. Th- there's a uh, the fight. Uh, I guess he'd be the referee tonight. Is standing there in the middle, like uh, just watching both fighters. And as Mike stands up to address Sigurd, he's like, "Whoa, just calm down. Just calm down. Just calm down." But meanwhile, the reporters in the room are laughing. Yeah, Sig just kind of sits back in his chair with his legs crossed up on the table. Uh, and he, he just smiles at Mike. I think he means it in all in good fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the Yusoki stands back up again. Uh, Mike, do you have any anything you'd like to say? It sounds like he's got quite the challenge for you. Do you have anything you'd like to say back to him? Oh, I, uh, I'm going to say everything I've got to say in the ring, right? I may be. I may have some years on you, but I ain't done yet. And the interviews end. Both fighters stand up, and we go to they uh, 
go out in front of the table for the face-off. And the cameras in the room start flashing, start flashing. Uh, how tall is Mike? I forget. 6'8". Uh, 6'8". Oh, you're both 6'8". So you're eye-to-eye uh, <laughs> with each other. And do you, like, when you're there in the face-off, like, are you saying anything to each other? Um, nah, I don't, I don't think Mike has the charisma to, to really be, like, trying to intimidate him with words. Yeah, I think Sig's just sizing him up. He's kind of like, oh, look, we got about the same reach. Uh, you're pretty broad, big guy. Been eating a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, I know your my, libido slows down and all that after 40. Uh, Mike's, uh, you can probably see on his face that he's getting irritated by those comments, but also kind of being the owner of Fight Rock, he's trying not to, like, embarrass himself <laughs> in any way. <laughs> so he just, like, takes it on the chin and, like, continues a very intense stare down with his, you know, golden lizard eyes. Mm-hmm. And with that, we'll go out to the arena. With the house lights on, the majesty of the Fight Rock Arena is on full display. The ring is lit by spotlights, surround- supported by hovering drones, and four projected hollow screens float above the ring, broadcasting advertisements and promo videos for the fighters. Above, the transparent dome displays an ever-changing starscape as the asteroid slowly rotates. The waving spotlights outside the arena occasionally flash overhead, and asteroids float into and out of view, visible as dark shadows against the starry backdrop. Because the stadium is several days away from the nearest inhabited planets, creatures who purchase tickets make use of state-of-the-art virtual reality hybrid technology that puts them in the stadium seats. Boxers looking out from the ring see holographic projections of the fans and can hear them as though they were actually there. Fighters are often amazed by how real the experience feels, sometimes forgetting that the crowd they see is entirely virtual. Matches actually began about three hours earlier, a mix of young up-and-comers and veterans vying to stay in the game. Titanium Mike knows how to fill a card. As the main event creeps closer, more fans tune in and holographic projections fill the stadium. Drone-controlled cameras sweeping across the holographic crowd capture all manner of creatures, humanoid and non-humanoid. Many sport hats, shirts, and pins supporting their favorite boxers. Down at ringside, a group of social and political elite gather into their seats, some escorted by personal security. Renowned boxers, fighters, and VIPs of uh, Titanium Mike and Sigurd are seated here. Y'all, who... Uh, we'll start with Sigurd. Sigurd, who's in the crowd uh, watching him tonight? So Sig's got uh, Tex and Yavari sitting in the crowd. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if Yavari's got the special seats and Tex is still up on her shoulder to have that great uh, aerial view. Probably <laughs> at certain points of the fight that'll happen. And he's also yeah. got a he's got a seat reserved, um, and in in the seat is his trusty shield, Betty. Uh, couldn't couldn't have that seat go to a uh, go to anyone else. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of like like Ziva. Uh, I imagine since Pools of Paradise are a sponsor, Ziva's like invited some political guests, and they're like shooting weird looks at the shield. The shield. They're like, but, <laughs> like there's a couple sitting behind it as well, and they're like, what? What the hell? Why don't you don't we get have that to save seat? seats up here? <laughs> you don't have to save your seat. <laughs> and how about Mike? Who has he got uh, watching ringside? 
Right, so ringside on the, I guess the mic side, if we're designating sides, um, Ziva would obviously be there, the PR person that she is, looking uh, just decadent, you know, dressed to the nines. I don't have the skill for describing how she's dressed that our, our good friend Emily does, but her and Fel, I think, would be ringside watching, as well as, like, He's probably invited the owners of the Click Clack Club and and the the doorman from the Click Clack Club and like all you know a lot of his uh, friends from Absalom Station would all be ringside as well. Yeah, Fell has a special accommodation to like what they've done is they've moved all the seats behind him off to the side because they knew no one was going to see over his seventeen foot tall self. <laughs> right. Right. <Yeah. laughs> he's grown. A, he's grown another foot just since the start of the events today. Mm-hmm. The second to last match ends when the Marikoi boxer delivers a brutal straight cross to the temple of their human opponent, sending the humans sprawling to the mat. Those present in the arena explode into cheers. The Marikoi is declared the winner and the ring is cleared. As the next hour passes, the stadium fills to capacity. Then the house lights dim and the crowd's buzzing swells into a cheer. A male Lashinta dressed in a blue fitted blue suit walks out to the center of the ring flanked by two boxing officials you hear harmony 11's voice and tonight's announcer is dazarul shofal and as the lights and the cameras come on him you see a lashunta man dressed a karasha lashunta man dressed in a uh, blue suit he grabs the microphone and he says it is now time for the main event Please join me in welcoming our fighters to the ring. First fighter to come in, Sigurd! Uh, cameras go up, lights flash down on the walkway, and we see Sigurd standing there. Who's with him in his walkout? Yeah, so in his walkout, Sig's got Natasi to his left and Vinny to his right. His... Uh his left and right hand, you might say, his healer and his uh, magic user <laughs> normally. <laughs> and uh, they're going to be his main counsel tonight. They're mm-hmm. used to being behind his shield so uh, and watching him take a beating. Mm-hmm. And as he comes out, is what's what's Sigurd like? Uh, first off, what's his what's the music he's coming out to? Oh, he's coming to uh, coming out to Black Betty by Ram Jam. Nice. So, you know, you know, the, it kind of swells up. And, oh, Black Betty, Bam Lam. Oh, Black Betty, Bam Lam. And uh, and as the music swells, he kind of gets a little more pumped. He's like, he's he starts it with with the kind of hooded thing, and all you see is the horns coming up out of out of his hood, and then he shakes it off. Um, and Vinny grabs the sleeve off of him. And he's uh, he's ready to go. He's you know he's kind of he's scarred up. He's he's a soldier. He's you know when you look at him, he looks rugged, and his his white hair is tied up into a high bun, and uh, his tusks are just like he's got like a, new, a brand new gold tusk ring on uh, for the occasion. And uh, yeah, he he kind of walks up with the, the swagger of being the younger opponent in a fight. Mm-hmm. I imagine he gets in the ring by jumping over the ropes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he kind of like he jumps and it almost looks like zero G as he kind of flips around. it. <laughs> he runs to his corner, stands on the like bottom two ropes, throws his arms up. Crowd's loving it, by the way. Just, ah, yeah, Sigurd comes in. 
uh, as Sigurd makes to, to his corner, uh, we come back on Dazrul, who takes the microphone in hand again. And now, we welcome Titanium Mike! And uh, we'll go back to the walkway. There's Titanium Mike standing there. Who's joining him? Uh, so, for his corner men, um, uh, he's got um, Auron coming out as his like cut man um to to his right and his father rupert um uh to his left as his kind of counsel and coach and they're all in uh you know he's in his, his trunks and his um robe and everything are all apa orange orange and white you know or orange white and black and they're all matching in their like apa gear um to like the <laughs> and listeners you'll have to just Go and look this up if you don't know it, but I've always said this would be my walkout music and it's going to be Mike's walkout music. It's the song Stuntin' by the Floozies. Some, like, funk dub <laughs> step kind of shit that's it, really good. And then, and then like, when it... Yeah, and when it gets to the drop, like, the, the, the hook is like, bitch, I'm the boss. You know? But yeah, he comes out. He's a, a lot more, I feel like, subdued. He's not really, like coming out as a showman um kind of more the uh mike tyson style a walkout where he just like looks super intimidating with his hood up and his head down and not saying a word not bouncing around with his arms up or anything just silent walkout Mm -hmm. and as as he comes out uh, the crowd again like there's a lot of older folks in the crowd uh, in the virtual crowd for this one and they remember like when Ti- Titania Mike was an up-and-comer and they are just super excited to see uh, and someone that they thought was going to be a major a major player in the boxing world come back to make uh, what do you call well don't call it a comeback. Don't call it As a comeback, said. Brian. Don't call it's it what a you comeback. Call it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they're, they're excited. To, they're excited to see him return to the ring at the very right. least. Well, and when he comes out, and like I imagine they've got the guy that's like inspecting your gloves and and all that stuff, and he like mm-hmm. takes his robe off, and you can see like I mean he's an absolutely jacked, swole daddy of a vest covered in tattoos, mm-hmm. and he's he's got some relatively new tattoos. He's got the APA symbol on his throat that, that he's had since founding the APA, but he's got um, uh, a tattoo of Sedona on the right side of his neck and Xeno 5 on the left side of his neck. So he's got got three neck tats now. Dang. Got the whole crew joining him tonight in the ring. Right. And he kind of like, you know, pats the the Xeno and pats the the, uh, Sedona and does the like, like if he he wore a chain necklace with a cross on it, he'd kiss it and point up, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's going to make it in the highlight reel for sure. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Both fighters make their way to the ring. And then they kind of stand off in the corner. You know, you got your uh, crew behind you. They're massaging your shoulders. Kind of fighters are stretching out. Um, Dazerul takes a hold of the microphone again. And he says, From the galaxy's premier and dedicated professional fight arena, all the way out here in the diaspora, the destination for all things boxing, Fight Rock! Now, we present you with tonight's main event, 
Six rounds of boxing for the Adamantine Prize, sponsored by the Apollo Protection Agency. In the crowd, <laughs> broadcast live on the Pact World Sports Network, sponsored by the Pools of Paradise and Old Scratch Johnson Distilleries. At ringside, <laughs> the three judges scoring are Varlo Dara, Nuotis, and Wapasho Obrin. And in turn, we see a uh, blue-skinned Rhyphorian, and then a female Skittermander, and then sitting in a, a massive table by himself, a uh, giant four-armed Shobod. And, but they're all like dressed up. They got their suits on and their scorecards in front of them. They're ready to go. Tonight's referee is the esteemed bright, bright snap whoosh blink and a <laughs> Glimshar pirate. Now on camera, you see him with the referee shirt and gloves on like the plastic gloves over his claws. Uh, and now the stage is set. The fighters are ready. The judges are ready. The fans are ready for the tens of thousands of people here tonight and the millions at home. Let's get ready to fight! Our first fighter, wearing red, weighing in at 260 pounds, making his professional debut. The Susquehanna survivor, the Kanabo you want to know, Sigurd! Ah, there's a crowd. Ah, Sigurd, like, does he, like, demonstrate for the crowd or anything? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's happy, he's happy the ref got his calling card, right? He winks, <laughs> he winks at the, uh, the Skittermander judge and then kind of does a, uh, kind of does a, a lap kind of, um, you know, Conor McGregor style with that swagger. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. Our second fighter, wearing black and orange, Weighing in also at 260 pounds, with a previous record of 18 wins, 14 of them by knockout, and one defeat. You know him. You're here to see him. He's the toughest goddamn vest anyone has ever seen. Titanio Mike! Ah, ah. Crowd comes to their feet for that one. Mike, what is he doing? What is he doing when he hears the crowd? I think Mike's also equally relieved that he got his uh, calling card correct and didn't, you know. Uh, people have a tendency to mix up the toughest goddamn vest in the universe, the toughest goddamn vest anywhere, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it's the toughest goddamn vest anyone's ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's he does, like, the Dwayne The Rock Johnson, like, climbs the, the turnbuckle and, like, puts the one power fist up, mm-hmm. you know, and stares out across the crowd. And they are eating it up. Uh, it is so exciting that the uh, the, the mics there actually managed to clip out for a while, and that's a reference to what my sound uh, what my sound bar looks like right now. <laughs> <laughs> Fighters come out to the central ring, and uh, bright bright. He goes by Bright Bright because Glimshar pirates use their family names when you, they refer to them. Uh, he oh. grabs, yeah. So he's related to someone we know. He might be. Uh, so Bright Bright grabs each fighter by the wrist, and uh, he, using one of his other arms, holds up a mic, and he's like, 
Tonight we are going to have a good fight. And in order to have a good fight, you need to follow the rules. And part of following the rules is listening for the bell. And when you listen for the bell, that's when you know that the fight is about to begin. So listen for the bell. Further, if you want to have a good fight, you're going to need to listen to me. Listen to me to follow the rules. Listen to me to tell you when the bell is. Uh, I want you to protect yourself tonight. In order to protect yourself, you need to follow the rules. In order to follow the rules, you need to listen for the bell. And if you agree to follow the rules, I need you to touch gloves. And if you touch gloves, you agree to follow the rules. So, right, we we get it. <laughs> <laughs> you hired this guy for a pro event? <laughs> right. So, I've, I've got to talk to my people about this. <laughs> it was a favorite of Bright Bright Crackle Flicker down. Yeah. Had to hire his cousin. Had to hire him. Mm-hmm. And so, do you two touch gloves? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sig puts out his gloves. Yeah, Mike my, my fairly forcefully touches gloves. And then uh, Bright Bright will send you to your corners and order everyone out of the ring except for the fighters. And with that, we are into the fight. But before we get started, I got to throw a shout out to Hideous Laughter Podcast. What are you all drinking for tonight's fight? We'll start Ooh. with Griffin. Thank you for that. I'm drinking a White Claw Mango tonight. Nice. That's always solid. Heath, what do you got? Well, I'm hoping it's not a poor portent for the fight to come. I, I grabbed a beer I hadn't tried before. It's called a Founders Green Zebra. It's a Goza-style ale brewed with watermelon and sea salt. And I just took my first sip of it, and I do not like it. <laughs> like, oh, no. Fair, uh, fair. It, <laughs> it's it's like too sweet and too sour. It's a mm. it's a different style of beer. I can see that mm. being a little right. Off. I, well, I, I you know I, I I know I'm not big on the like sours and gozes and stuff, but I was like, fuck it, I'll try it. So I'm actually gonna crack an Abita strawberry <laughs> for something that I'll enjoy more. <laughs> How about you? You drinking anything, Brian? I am. I also have gone with the uh, seltzer water tonight. This one's made by. Sweetwater. It's called Hydroponics. Uh, Lime Haze. Been going on a kick okay. of trying all the different seltzer waters that are coming out this summer. And is that like a weed infused <laughs> seltzer <laughs> water? I mean, Sweetwater likes to make uh, weed references. Weed jokes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. And uh, so far as I know, this feels like a beer so far. <laughs> We're going to get halfway through the fight and find out. <laughs> Whoa, man. <laughs> So round four, I hope everybody yeah. is feeling loose. I never- <laughs> well, these steps just, the stage. <laughs> yeah. Brian wanders away from the microphone. It's like, what are you doing? We're recording, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. All right. We're in it. It's fight, it's fight time, dude. I'm so excited. Yes. All right. So uh, for those of you who haven't heard uh, these fights before... How these work is uh, it's going to be a six-round match, um, and each round is going to be divided into phases where the boxers and their cornermen will get to choose what they do uh, in the round. So the each round actually starts with the cornerman phase. Uh, as each boxer goes back to their corner for the first time, they get a chance to uh, talk to their coach or talk to their... Uh, their cut men to patch them up if they need it. 
but I imagine since this is the first round, the only thing that they're going to need is some help from their coaches. So uh, we'll start with we'll start with Sigurd. Is it Vinny? You said that's your coach. Yeah, Vinny's going to be coaching me. All right, All right mate. You should uh, you should probably uh, you know punch him in the mouth or something. I, or I'd like to cast <laughs> overheat on him if he's on the ground. You know. <laughs> All right, and mechanically how that works is so you will roll a diplomacy check for for Vinny. Uh, DC is going for he's going to be twenty two, and okay. if you succeed, you'll get to add some bonus points to either offense or defense for the round. Alrighty. So I got a natural fourteen, and it looks like my bonus is a fifteen, so that'd be a twenty nine. Yep. Hmm. So we've even got, actually, we've got a thing uh, on the sheet for you. If you put the 14, so you, all you need to do is put what you rolled in the D20 there, and it'll add it up for you. Boom. You get, so not only have you gotten the base four points for succeeding, you've exceeded a threshold, which means you get an extra point. You oh, can sweet. distribute that either into offense or defense. You can split it up how you like. How about uh, Mike? What's going on in his corner? I imagine it's Rupert. Uh, who do you say was your coach tonight? Yeah, yeah, his it's father, Rupert. Rupert. Yeah. An um, aged, craggy Vesk mm-hmm. um, stands in the corner in, in front of Mike, and now I'm going to do a Rupert impression. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Sucking you into it. <laughs> right. Uh, he's like, uh, my boy, I, I couldn't be more proud of you, honestly. So, you know, you're, you're the more experienced fighter here. You've got 18 wins in the ring. Get out there. Do what you know how to do. Don't try to get too cute with it, though. Stick to your fundamentals. Stick to your basics. All right? You got this. And um, I rolled a natural 13. So uh, with a, also a bonus of 15. So that's a 28. Or here, I can just you, like you have a box provided for. Us. <laughs> There's a box mm-hmm. there, right? Boxes for the boxers. Okay, so I also got one threshold, so I also got a bonus point. Uh, both fighters turn to face each other. The and that's when we hear the first bell of the night. Just ding, ding, ding. Come out to center. It's time to start fighting. So uh, we'll move on to the offensive maneuvers. Uh, for offensive maneuvers, you're going to roll an athletics check, and uh, so, uh, that will tell you how many points you have to choose different uh, punches you can throw this round. So go ahead, make your make your checks. We'll keep it secret. Don't tell us what you get, <clears throat> and we'll uh, be part of the reveal as we approach the end of the round. Now for the viewers at home. This is where the game comes in. Uh, as you purchase punches, you can with more points, you can purchase higher and higher punches, but some of the ones on the high end come with a potential penalty to defense or require a skill check in order to succeed. Go ahead and pick your punches. Uh, just put the number that you want to throw in the yellow box and it'll add it up for you. Let me know when you've picked your punches. All right, I have picked my punches. I have also picked my punches. Excellent. Now that the fighters have picked their punches, we'll go on to defensive maneuvers. This will be a reflex save. So roll your d20, add your reflex bump. Well, you just need to put your result of the d20 in the orange box. Your uh, bonus will be added for you. 
and same with the offensive maneuvers you will purchase your defense uh your defense moves for this round defensive moves will add things like damage resistance or uh, for a couple of them you can either cancel out other people's or other opponent's punches or even uh, get the chance to throw return punches all right uh how is you let me know when you've picked your defensive maneuvers ready to go all right all right i'm good excellent now some of these uh some of these moves require skill checks so i've created some skill check boxes you're just going to uh roll a d20 for each skill check that you need to make and put the number that you succeed and the number that you fail in the appropriate box All right. Excellent. Looks like we've resolved skill checks. Now we're on to the fun part. We're going to roll a lot of dice, folks. We're rolling for damage. So you have a number that tells you how many of each die you need to roll for damage. Uh, so roll those, put the total in each respective box. And once you finish with the damage, go ahead and move on to the DR as well. You have Norse Foundry to thank for this. Uh, Not really? <laughs> Alright, so each person looks like uh, damage and DR rolls are completed. So now we'll talk about what each fighter did this round. Uh, let's start with Titanium Mike. How does Titanium Mike spend his debut round? Or, well, returning <laughs> round back in the ring? It's not a comeback. It's not now. a comeback. It's not a comeback. We're not going to call it a comeback, guys. <laughs> it's not a comeback. Um, yeah, he comes out. I think he takes to heart what uh, Rupert said: like stick to the fundamentals. Like you're the more experienced guy. Like don't lose your head, kind of thing. So he comes out with two jabs, one straight, three hooks, two uppercuts, and one haymaker. And then he uh, defense as well. Let's go ahead and pop over to Griff. What is Sigurd doing for offense this round? So Sigurd. Uh, Sigurd's a prison fighter. Like he was a prison guard. He's not a he's not a trained boxer, and so he comes out with two jabs, three uppercuts, and three haymakers. All right, this is going to be a brutal round of damage on this one. Those haymakers each do a D12 of damage. And what about uh, what about defensively? What's Mike got going on defensively? Um. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I think same, same deal. He's trying to just like focus on on solid fundamentals, not overextend himself. Um, so he comes out. He's got one block, uh, two slips, uh, but he did uh, fail a straight counter. He attempted a straight counter, and it didn't work out for him. <laughs> and what about Sigurd? Sig is a dexterous guy, and so Sig comes out with a block, a slip, and two successful straight counters. Ooh. Oh, shit. And uh, in the ring, we see then, so uh, Mike definitely takes dominance in the early part. You know, uh, both fighters come out, and there's not really a lot of, sometimes if you've seen a boxing match, especially among two heavyweights like this, uh, you get a lot of like that initial round is standing there testing out reach with jabs there's not a lot of that here uh and i think 
Mike being more comfortable in the ring is able to uh, connect with a couple of jab and jab and straight uh, combinations that throw Sigurd off guard a little bit. But then he tries to get a little bit, that confidence gets him. He tries to get a little bit too fancy with it. And as he tries to get a straight counter in, Sigurd is able to slip in there and just get him a good one right to the cheek that, you know, it doesn't stagger Mike, but you can start to see a little bit less confidence in his steps after that. And uh, building on that, Sigurd is really just laying into him with uppercuts and haymakers uh, until the end of the round. Uh, even as Mike tries to fight back, he's able to get a good uh, couple of straight counters in as well. But that doesn't prevent Mike from responding with a couple of, of haymakers and uh, make sure a couple of haymakers and uppercuts of his own. Overall, the crowd is just loving it. This is exactly what they came out to fight to watch was a slugfest between two big dudes. Uh, especially great first round. At the when the bell rings, uh, you, if they actually uh, Bright Bright has to step in and kind of separate the fighters because they're just ready to keep going at it. Both fighters can head back to their corners. We'll go ahead uh, as we uh, prepare for round two. We hear Dugir chime in. Oh, it was a that was a fantastic first round uh, of this fight. Uh, overall, we saw a great appearance from both fighters, but I think some of those straight counters from Sigurd are going to give him the edge in uh, this round. And mechanically, what that means is each fight it does have a score that goes with it, and if this were to go to decision, um, it might be decided by the number of rounds that each fighter has won. Right. <laughs> Um, should we talk about what these punches and values are? Yeah, I can do that. So let's talk about what we can do offensively. So you have your four basic punches, your jab, straight, uh, hook, and uppercut. And each one is, so the jab is worth a D2, straight D4, um, a hook D6, uppercut D8, and then we have another one, a haymaker, that's worth a d12. And as you pick these uh, punches, it basically adds die to your damage pool that you roll to determine how much damage you do in the round. Um, we also have defense, uh, like we have the block and the slip, which will add defensive rolls to your pool as well, things that can block the damage. We have a couple of special moves in there, the uh, clinch, which requires a strength check. If you succeed at your clinch, then you el uh, eliminate a punch from your opponent, so they don't get to roll that damage die. And if uh, we also have the straight counter. If you succeed at the straight counter, you get to add a D4 to your defense and a D4 to your damage. But if you fail, your opponent gets to add a D4 to their damage roll. It's a little bit dangerous to be throwing a straight counter. Yeah, it's certainly risky. Well, and also the haymaker is a little bit risky as well because it it costs two defensive points. Mm -hmm. yeah, you get to see Definitely. what kind of fighter Sig is in this round. <laughs> That's exciting. Looking forward to it. But both fighters definitely head back to their corners looking, I mean, 
the bloodlust is high, but you can tell that they're pretty battered as well. Uh, what? We'll start with um, Mike this time. What happens when Mike gets back to his corner? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Rupert probably comes out um, and, and says, uh, you're, you're doing great, my boy. You you really caught him with some good shots there. Keep up with your fundamentals on defense, though, because you're uh, leaving yourself open uh, a little too much, and you, you, you got caught a couple of times there. And uh, Aaron <laughs> said this yeah. uh, to the side uh, is his, like, cut man. And he's like, yeah, uh, li- listen to your dad. Uh, you got a cut, a uh, small cut here under your eye, and I don't like it. <laughs> he says that a lot, apparently. <laughs> right. Yes. So, uh, th- mechanically, I'm going to, uh, for my corner man phase, I'm going to roll both a coach attempt and a patch-up attempt. So I'm going to try to get some bonus... Uh, either offensive or defensive points, and uh, a little bit of healing. Mm-hmm. And what that'll do, it'll make each check a little bit more difficult. It's going to add a, uh, an extra three to the DC of each check. Right. Uh, let's go to Sig. Uh, what's happening in his corner? Yeah, so I think Sig, uh, Sig gets back to his corner, and uh, Natasi's immediately ready to heal him. Sigurd, you took several hits in that combat. And he kind of brushes her off. He's like, Natasi, I need to get hit a couple more times, I think, before I can really, really unload. I'll need your help then. And Vinny's kind of like, Oi, mate, do you, um, do you recognize that guy over in the other corner? Uh, no, uh, what do you mean? Oh, that, that, um scraggly cowboy looking man over there I, I feel like I've met him before I let's focus on the fight then uh, right right um <laughs> do, I, I think uh you know your risky maneuvers have been paying off I, I don't see any reason why uh, you know that's what got us off Suskelin after all alright buddy I'll give it a shot uh so I'm just gonna attempt the coach maneuver okay how did your two checks turn out? Um, my coach, apparently, uh, I, I don't want to blame it on Rupert. Maybe Mike was a little distracted. Maybe his blood's up. But I rolled a natural one on my coach. Mm. Uh, so I'm not getting any bonus points. Uh, but I did succeed at my uh, uh, patch up. So Aaron <clears throat> probably, you know, used his, like, Q-tips and Vaseline or whatever to staunch up the little cut he had on his eye and I gained four healing. Nice. How about Sig? How about Griff? Uh, Sig succeeded uh, with a 25 total on that diplomacy check to coach. Uh, So he got the four bonus um, points. Excellent. All right. We'll move on to round number two. Bright Bright goes, it's time for the corners to go out so that the biter can begin. And in order for the fighters to begin, we need to have the corners out. And when the corners go out, the bell will ring and that will signal the start of the fight. And then we actually see like a little a halfling across the ring from him, like trying to get his attention, like waving really high up in the air. He's like pointing at his watch, putting it in his watch. And, uh, but Bright Bright seems to continue unabated. And when the bell rings, the fight will start. And when the fight starts, the boxers can box. And when the boxers box, we'll have a fight. <laughs> and sure enough, bell rings. Uh, ding, ding, ding. Round number two. Let's move on to offensive maneuvers. 
I love the fucking Bright Bright's cousin or whatever. It's like Mike's probably looking at him like this really was a pity hire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh once you've rolled your athletics bonus, go ahead and pick your punches. Let me know when you've completed your punches. I pick my punches. Yeah, I'm good. Once we've tried all the combinations, we will eventually get there. Okay. <laughs> Alright, both fighters have picked their offensive maneuvers. Let's go on to defense. Roll your reflex saves and pick your defensive maneuvers. Alright. Um, once you've picked your defensive maneuvers, go ahead and resolve any skill checks that you need to make. Okay. Alrighty. Uh, we're now on to rolling damage in defense. So go ahead and do that. Alrighty. I'm good as well. Man, it is obvious to the crowd that Sigurd, like, has smells blood in the water. Uh, because, so, let's start with Sigurd in this case. What is he coming out with? So, Sigurd, um, at the advice of Vinny, uh, you know, he's almost trying to use these small punches as a little fake-out maneuver. He throws two jabs in a straight, um leads into a hook before just getting in close two uppercuts to the chin uh he backs off and just throw these throws these wild haymakers side to side uh one hits in the gut and and you he just feels the ribs like vibrate underneath his punch and then the next one hits mike like right on the side of the cheek he's ambidextrous he's just throwing just as hard with either side mm-hmm and what does Mike have in response? Um, I think Mike, um, Mike probably he thinks he did pretty good last round, but he I don't think he was expecting um, the the maybe the power that Sigurd has and and got a little bit shook last round. So he's I, I feel like he's just trying to play careful, like have a careful round, um, which is not good. But uh, he comes out with a jab, a straight, three hooks, an uppercut, and a haymaker throughout the round. Mm-hmm. And how does, uh, we'll go back to Sigurd, how does Sigurd do defensively this round? So this time, I mean, he's used to the, used to the power of Mike's punches from the prior round. So he's trying to, he's really just trying to slip in between he knows he's probably got the speed on this older vesk so he slips twice and then he attempts two straight counters one of which he succeeds the other of which he fails Mm -hmm. mike certainly takes advantage of that uh what is uh what is mike doing defensively this round um again i think he's just trying to you know play you good yeah sorry oh (laughs) Um, again, I think he's just trying to play careful. Um, he comes out, he blocks a punch, he slips one, and he does clinch at one point in the round to like kind of slow Sigurd down. Mm-hmm. And like Griffin said, I mean, it's pretty clear to the audience who dominates this round. Sigurd's uh, setup for those shots is like he doesn't. It's not that he has extra reach on Mike, but that little bit of extra movement from a, a younger fellow is definitely playing to his advantage as he's basically able to slip all of Mike's hooks this round. Um, Mike manages to catch him with the haymaker, but that's right before Sig just launches into a vicious combo. Um, the round actually ends 
uh, with Mike up against the ropes. You know, he's not totally turtled in, but, you know, he's able to throw some punches in return. But it's pretty clear that Sigurd uh, merges from this round victorious. The bell rings uh, and Bright Bright uh, signals fighters to stop and sends them back to their corners. I imagine Sig's got to be feeling pretty good at this point. Yeah, Sig's, I mean, Sig's feeling great. He's, I mean, he was young enough. He probably watched Mike on TV, right? He's like, you know, and, and he's not claiming to be like some world famous boxer, but he knows what his skill set is. And uh, he's just like, he's he's a little bit giddy in the corner. Like he's just excited to be here. And I think his adrenaline's kicking in a little bit here. Um, and his um, his coach can definitely tell. Uh, so Vinny's like, "Oh, mate, uh, you might want to calm down a little. You, you you took my advice. You're going a little going a little hard out there, but um, you know maybe the smallest tits. You don't want to you don't want to um, fly off the handle here and uh, and lose yourself. All right, buddy. You know I, I I'll cool off for a minute here." Um, Natasi, I could use a little patching, actually. Uh, and he'll he'll have Natasi uh, come help him out. But yeah, all in all, he's feeling he's feeling good. He's feeling ready for another round. Mm-hmm. And how about Mike? What's the scene over in Mike's corner? Yeah, he uh, got walloped pretty good that round. Um, but he's the toughest goddamn mask anybody's ever seen. He'll mm-hmm. get through it. Yeah, everyone knows sits it. Down, he sits down on his uh, stool or whatever, and. Uh, Aaron and and Rupert come out and and Rupert's like you you've got to steady up your de- defensive fundamentals here son uh, you're 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 throwing good punches but you're, you're you're taking way too many to the to the body and to the chin there you you got to really focus on your defense this round and uh Aaron's like um <laughs> it's funny cuz they're like they sound so similar mm. um <laughs> but uh Aaron's like yeah you uh you, you really need to stop getting hit in the face, right? I don't I don't want to have to clean you up off the mat at the end of this thing. Uh, I don't like it. And uh, so, so I'm going to roll uh, uh, both, a coach and a patch-up. Mm-hmm. I like to imagine that Oren has a bit of a following in the crowd. They're wearing shirts with Oren's face on it that says, I don't like it, below. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Like Mike's Mike's hyped him up kind of behind his back. Orin like looks behind him and sees like that shirt in the crowd. And he, and like, he doesn't looks, like it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, we'll, we'll talk about this later, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Griff, how'd those two roles go? I actually succeeded on both. Uh, I, I did do the coach and the patch up. Uh, just barely got the, the patch up. Natasi is getting shaky. Uh, maybe her circuitry is messing up. But mm-hmm. uh Vinny really just like you know that that pep talk really got to him Mm -hmm. oh nice yeah you succeeded with a threshold nice job uh what about Mike what about uh how'd those go um I guess maybe Mike's like uh, trying to do a better job of listening to his corner um because I I succeeded at both of mine as well I got uh I succeeded with a threshold on the coach and I succeeded the patch up as well excellent all right, get your bonuses and healing into the bonus boxes. All righty. All right. Uh, and at that, uh, 
it looks like between rounds, Bright Bright got a talking to from the halfling. And they were like talking, you know, pointing at his watch and then pointing at the cameras. And so uh, it looks like they've developed some sort of agreement where Bright Bright's just going to try to communicate through hand signals for the rest of the match. <laughs> and so he does a big wave for both uh, for the cornermen to go out and then uh, does a little bit of a come here, come here. And as he's doing that, the bell rings and we go into round number three. So go ahead, roll your athletics check and purchase your offensive maneuvers. Alrighty. All right. Looks like both. Oh, no. Hold Sorry, on. give me a second here. Yeah, take your time. I'm ticking and tying. <laughs> you have three minutes. At least I'm assuming that we're keeping the three-minute standard for the uh, for boxing rounds in the uh, diaspora. Well, uh, yeah. All right, I'm set. Excellent. Let's move on to defensive maneuvers. Roll your reflex and pick your defense. Alrighty, looks like we got those, so roll your uh, skill checks. Alright, skill checks are done. <clears throat> Let's go ahead and move on to damage and defensive rolls. Alright. Yeah. So It is fun, you get to roll so many dice in the damage and defense round. Yeah. <laughs> Just like vomiting dice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is... For any of our click clack goblins out there, I mean, this is the game for you. Oh, you gotta have multiple sets here, folks. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'll say we have a, without giving too much away, we do have one class that uh, can roll up to uh, 12d6 in one round. So, for those of you who have ever played, uh, oh, it's not Vampire the Masquerade that uses all the d6s. It's gonna make a cool reference, oh, and run. then I feel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you happen to be a Shadowrun player, you have your D6s. Like. Actually, I'll, I'll bring that up as you guys wrap this up. So we have each class in this game does have special abilities. Hopefully we'll get the chance to see what uh, Titanium Mikes as a soldier and Sigs as a vanguard are. Um, but uh, that's one of the ways we injected some uniqueness uh, into this game so that your class actually means something in the ring. You gotta thank two, you gotta it's, thank it's Eric for this total? tie. I'm telling you, man. I'm <laughs> uh -oh. rolling hot tonight. <laughs> oh, I didn't know if you were saying you rolled poorly. Oh no, no. You're yeah, just, this you're is just this crushing is, it. This is clearly his GM die. That he said. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Alrighty. Alright, get your defense in and excellent. All right, we'll start with Sigurd this time. What's Sigurd coming out with on round number three? So Sigurd, uh, quick succession of three jabs, followed by uh, a hook, an uppercut, another hook, another uppercut, and then he just, you know, once he can get Mike against the against the edge of the ring, he's throwing his haymakers like he has been, so two more haymakers. All righty, and what about uh, Mike? Uh, I think Mike's a, a little... He's got a fire under him a little after the last round, but he's trying to balance that and not just go ballistic and just throw a bunch of wild punches, right? Mm -hmm. So no jabs whatsoever in this round. But uh, two straights, two hooks, two uppercuts, two haymakers. So he's just trying to like 
land solid shots each kind of shot a couple of times throughout the round. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And what does Sigurd do in defensively then? Uh, Sig clinches one of those uh, one of those straights, um, and he uh, succeeds at a straight counter after he slips one of the one of the uppercuts. Nice. How about Mike? Uh, Mike, uh, he, he blocks one punch. He slips once, um, but he is is he's kind of been eyeing um, the style of Sigurd, and he decides to get a little bit risky with straight counters and does two and succeeds at both of nice. them. Nice, and that's what it takes actually, because you know Sigurd is definitely the one to come out first, like pumped up from two excellent rounds. Uh, he comes out swinging and it does initially drive Mike back to the ropes. But uh, using those straight counters, Mike is able to uh, put him off his balance enough to slip out of there and go into those combos. And you hear Harmony, indeed, you cannot call it a comeback. This is exactly what we've expected to see from Mike all night. And it finally looks like the engine has warmed up. Um. <clears throat> And indeed, it is uh, actually Mike who drives Sigurd to the rope uh, before the end of the round. And when the bell rings, uh, Bright Bright has to step in and push him apart and send Mike back to his corner and Sigurd to the other side. I don't know. This is kind of a. And so, how's Mike feeling? Like, he, I'm sure Mike's super confident in how in his performance that round. How's he feeling coming back to the to the corner? Yeah, I mean, I think that was. <clears throat> In his mind, if he's going to win this fight, that was the the turning point round that he needed, right? Like mm -hmm. he uh, he came out swinging really well, um, but just in a slobber knocker in the first round, <clears throat> he played it safe, and and that didn't pay off for him in the second round. And this time, he came out with a little combination of both strategies, and uh, thinks he th he uh, I don't know, but I th he thinks he won that round, and is you know ready uh, pumped to go into the next round and rupert's like yeah that's that's what i was talking about my boy you you solid uh defensive fundamentals there don't don't just keep eating those shots to the chin and uh <clears throat> uh Aaron also is like yeah like you, you know you your your cuts looking uh a, a little better you hadn't got gashed up too much this round so keep keep doing whatever that was <laughs> And so I, I do, in fact, like it. <laughs> you know? I like how we've, we've reduced Oren down to I like it or I, I don't I like, like it. it. <laughs> right. Guys, I like it. <laughs> nah, never mind. I don't like it. <laughs> that's how we that's how we'll role play Oren from here on out. Future fights. Oren will just show up uh, in the crowd. yelling, I like it or I don't. <laughs> All right. What about Sig? So as Sig walks back to his corner, you see this gray energy start coalescing from him and he looks at Natasi and he gives her a wink it's like finally that old man can land a couple shots on me we're gonna see how much he likes this round did that trigger your special ability it did Plus trigger 10? my special ability oh boy oh, shit. you want to talk about what that is as yeah. a vanguard so as a vanguard when i take 25 percent of my remaining health and stamina in one round I get to add, I think it's six, to my mm -hmm. offensive maneuvers for the next round. So mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of how the Vanguard utilizes that entropy to get hit a lot and then hit back. Uh, so Sigurd's about to 
have hopefully a very big offensive round uh, nice. because of that ability. Alright. Excellent. So you can put that in your bonus offensive points box. And what uh, what are you doing this round for or is that a coach and a patch up? Yeah, I'm gonna have a coach and a patch up this time. Excellent. Uh, how did yours yours turn out, Heath? Uh, yeah, I mean, I did a coach and a patch up. Uh, I got a natural twenty, my dude, on my coach. Ooh, nice. That means you hit uh, two thresholds on that, uh, giving right. you six points to distribute between offense and defense. Right. Um, and uh, I mean, maybe maybe the world's turning around for me because I also rolled I rolled a natural eighteen on the patch up. Nice. Um, so that's a D eight of healing plus two. Mm-hmm. All right. How about uh, you, Griff? How'd your corner man phase go this round? So I hit a threshold on my coaching, and I got a D eight plus two on my medicine with nice. a fifteen and a sixteen rolled. So mm-hmm. Sig's feeling pretty good too. I think we're yeah. <laughs> we're trying to match this up as well as we can. Yeah, this is this is. Uh, I'm just saying, like watching some of the rolls so far, I am. I'm the same. It's, it's high rollers in here. I told you these these dice. I just got, I can't stop. Uh-huh. Hot hands in the dice game. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a good round. I can already tell. Let's. Uh, I'll say this too. Something uh, as the during the corner man as the corner men are out. Uh, actually, on TV we see uh, Rupert talking to Mike, and there's a little overlay at the bottom that says Rupert Agamasan, uh, rescued by Mike from Aslanti below. And there's a little like promise for a thirty for thirty documentary. Like learn more, you know, a thirty for thirty documentary <laughs> next week. Qualified as coach? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definite question mark there. <laughs> All right, uh, bright, bright again. It seems like he's uh, he's getting the hang of this nonverbal thing as he waves his arms for the corners to go out, and the bell rings on round number four. Let's go into offensive maneuvers. Roll your athletics checks and pick your punches. As uh, Sigurd goes out with that gray energy around him, um, we hear from the announcer booth, whoa, man, that looks pretty cool. And uh, we don't actually see the camera of what's happening, but you hear a producer in the background go, hey, how the hell did he get in here? Oh man, it's all right. I was invited by Mike tonight. Me and my buddy That's Trev. That's fucking welding. <laughs> I just thought your weed beer kicked in, man. <laughs> Me and my buddy Trev. He he said it was cool if we came up here. And then you hear from, the, from offstage, get them out of here. And uh, the sound of someone being dragged off just before the audio cuts off. <laughs> Trev played all the walkout music. <laughs> I'm set. All right. Yeah. Excellent. I have picked my punches. All right. Let's move on to defense. Let me know when you picked your defensive maneuvers. I'm set with the defensive maneuvers. Excellent. Okay. All right. I am. I can't even tell you how much I'm looking forward to the results of this round. Let's go through skill checks. And once you finish your skill checks, you can go ahead and go straight into damage and defense. All right. All right. Can't believe how this turned out. <laughs> we good on the 
checks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and yeah. go into damage and defense. All right, let's puke some dice. Alrighty. Alrighty. Looks like both people have finished. Excellent. Let's go to. All right. I know Sigurd has the really exciting round, and we're all looking forward to it. So let's build up, starting with Mike. Mike, what do you got going on this round? Oh, I'm I'm not exciting. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, uh, no, I get it. Uh, yeah, Mike comes out. He's still trying. He's re- leaning on his boxing experience to stay measured and try to stay technical and tactical. Uh, so he comes out with one jab, one straight, two hooks, two uppercuts, and a haymaker. All right. And Sig, uh, Griff, what did what did you do with all of your? Um, bonus points. So I applied all 11 bonus points into my offensive and yes. you see Sig's eyes just like flash this red and uh, he's he's got the he's got the gray mist coalescing out of his mouth and like all over his fists when he comes out on this round. Two jabs, two straights, four uppercuts, two haymakers, just like this demonic he's like hot the heat coming off him from this from this entropy surrounding him he's just swinging he doesn't feel the pain <laughs> this is quite the show i mean what does mike even do to try to like stem some of this tide well mike actually like i, I feel like has a pretty good round defensively with uh one block one slip and i can't believe i I rolled this uh, two successful clinches and two successful straight counties. Nice. <laughs> it's certainly going to help. What has Sigurd got going on? Uh, Sig slips twice, a successful clinch, and a successful straight counter. All right. That's a really strong showing from both the uh, defensively. They succeeded all of your skill checks. That's amazing. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So, despite the beating that Sig took in the third round, I mean, it energized him, as Griff, you've been saying the whole time. And sure enough, it is just a trail of what looks like steam uh, across the ring as Sig charges out of his corner at Mike and just starts barraging him with punches. Mike has to go on the defensive almost immediately, you know, um, throwing in a slip, a block, and then uh, after a little bit, he manages to clinch up. And as uh, Bright Bright steps in to separate, that seems to be when Mike gets back in the game on this round. Throws his, uh, throws two. Actually, those are excellent. Upper, uh, did you get seven eight on a two d eight? Dang. <laughs> yeah, I did. That's those two uppercuts managed to kind of keep Sigurd at Sig at bay for a little bit. But there's really not much you can do to stop Sig when he's on top of his game. And uh, he replies with two devastating uppercuts of his own. And uh, again, I mean, the crowd is on its feet at this point. But as Sig catches Mike with a haymaker that actually sends the legs out of Mike, like you can tell he's staggered at this point. And it's uh, it looks like Sig's getting ready to set up a couple of more big punches when the bell rings. And Bright Bright steps in to separate the fighters and send them back to their corners. And uh, mechanically, uh, we are actually going to see our first instance of fatigue. 
because uh, when you are reduced to zero stamina points, as Mike is now, uh, you actually need to roll to see if your fighter becomes fatigued. If you are fatigued, you take a penalty. It's a fortitude save. Mike has a really good fortitude. And so how does he do on this? Uh, what's the DC? DC the- for is going to be, it's 12 plus a number of rounds fought. In this case, it's that's 16. 16? Yeah. Uh, I wrote a 7 on the die, but that's still a 19. Yeah, you're good. Put that in the box. You will not be fatigued this round. Griff, how is Sig, like, he comes off of a, a massive round. You know, it's like, been this ma- like roller coaster for, for Sig. How is he feeling going into, like, coming off of round number four? Oh, he's still steamed. I mean, he's, like, he's having the time of his life right now, and I feel like he's so energized. Every hit he's taking is just making him that much more hype for the next round. So he uh, he gets to his corner and uh, tells his corner, Guys, I really think the best uh, the best defense is a good offense here. The old man, I need him to keep hitting me. And um, and Natasi's like, well, looking at your uh, levels, uh, the level of blood loss that you have experienced is still quite high. It seems that uh, you may be calling him an old man, but he is dealing significant damage. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. I'm going to attempt that med- medicine. Uh, but then Vinny's like, Oi, mate, oh, I've never seen somebody hit so hard. I'm so proud of you. Just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> okay. And it's Sig's corner. That's in the, like, so in a boxing match, you'll get microphones in the corners and cameras in the corner to listen. And that's the one, especially after a massive round like that, that's the one that the TVs are all focused on for this one. So uh, you can tell, does Sig give, like, any, do anything special for the cameras? Or is he, like, focused in the fight? I think I think he like flashes the camera a smile real quick and then like spits some blood into the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> On Mike's side, it looks like you know by the time Mike gets back to his corner, he was he was certainly staggered during the round. But by the time he gets back, it looks like he's gotten his feet under him. You know, getting his breath back. Uh, what does this corner band phase look like? <laughs> yeah, I mean Rupert comes out in front of him. It's just like, um, whew, that was rough, my boy. Um, I mean, you, you gave almost as good as you got, but, uh, that, that, uh, Oni is something else. He, he looked, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check Tamper for cheating. He looked like he was steaming and, and eyes were glowing and stuff. This is not a magical fight. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna roll coach. All right. And we're getting into it. This we're in round number five, meaning we only have this one and one more. Things about to get crazy. Hey, uh, Griff, how'd you do on your corner man phase? So Vinny, I mean, I think as every, anyone could tell, he's more excited about the ambiance of the fight. Uh, he's, he's had a he's had a fighter in his corner that's succeeded on his own devices three of the four rounds. He feels like. And so his advice kind of falls on deaf ears with uh, with Sig because Sig's just kind of like, I just got to throw punches. I got to, you know, I got to get hit. Uh, so I don't get that um, that coaching bonus, but I did roll a natural 20 on the medicine. So Son of a bitch. I am getting some health back here. Nice. Uh, 1d8 plus 4. And what about you, Heath? How'd your corner man phase go? 
Um, I rolled a 16 on my coach attempt to put it to a 31. So I, I got one threshold. I'll get five total points. Nice. And I just want to say, like, you two are doing awesome at the two-person or like multi-person role play. <laughs> having the conversation amongst yourself that is that is some primo stuff right there yeah i play with people long enough yeah <laughs> yeah Aaron's Aaron's like smoking a cigarette, yeah, Aaron's smoking a cigarette. He, has, he has his gun out he somehow passed the passed the metal detector check well it was, he's got his real gun on his hip and then he's got a gun shaped lighter that he's lighting his cigarette <laughs> with or whatever uh-huh well, when the crowd is entirely virtual, you know, you can bring whatever you want into the arena. You got Mike's permission uh, on that. All right. Feels like a good way to get assassinated. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you can't escape it. You're out in the middle of the diaspora. Right. <clears throat> All right. Uh, let's. Okay. At that, um, Bright Bright uh, actually looks like he's getting back into it again, and he starts to talk. He's like, hey, now we're going to start round number five. In order to start round number five, we need to ring the bell. In order to ring the bell, they're going to... And then the halfling comes up and actually, like, physically grabs him and, like, (laughs) no, no, shakes him right there. (laughs) And uh, it's the halfling who actually says, round five. And the bell rings. We'll move on to the offensive maneuvers of round number five. Go ahead, roll your athletics checks. Pick your punches. All right, let me know when you've picked. I'm all set. Excellent. Yep, I'm good. All right, let's move on to defense. All right, I'm good. All right. Okay. Excellent. Uh, Go ahead and resolve your skill checks. Once you have resolved those checks, you can go ahead and uh, start rolling your damage and defense. All right. I I am going to... Uh, hold on. Uh, I'm going to activate my soldier ability to automatically succeed on a straight counter. Nice. Yeah. That's the soldier's ability. They can automatically succeed on up to two straight counters or clinches during the fight. On top of that, during the character creation, uh, you get to choose some feats. Soldier gets to choose an extra feat. And this is based on their... Both of these are based on their extreme combat prowess compared to other classes. It won't let me check this box. Oh, it won't? Oh, you know, I know why. I'll check it for you. I forgot to set a permission that you could do that. <laughs> oh, okay. Alrighty. Once you've completed your skill checks, go ahead and roll your damage and defense. Oh. Something I want to point out to people who are listening. So you'll notice we haven't really been talking about damage numbers, defense numbers beyond how many of each punch that you've thrown. The idea behind it is to add to the gamesmanship of it just a little bit. That way, uh, because the person who deals more damage is the one who wins the round, uh, you could start tallying up. Oh, I've run three rounds. I've won four rounds, things like that. Me, as the announcer, I'm trying to make it more of a, oh, you know, it looks like Sig dominates it this round. Mike, you know, Mike really struggled or, you know, other way around or... Uh, there have even been times during our play testing where it was you know, it's too close to call, and that makes it a little bit more strategic on, for the players trying to figure out, 
this uh, this is what I want to do this round. This is what it's going to take for me to win the whole match. Alrighty. Okay. We've got damage and defensive rolls. Oh man, this was an important round. Uh, let's go for Mike first. Mike, what'd you do offensively this round? Um, Mike came out and uh, he's he's not uh, he he's probably a little I guess irritated. Um, feels like he's lost more rounds than he's won. So he's not spreading his punches around at quite as much this round uh, and is focusing on a few shots with two straights, two hooks, four uppercuts, and one haymaker. Brutal. <laughs> oh, what, he's really trying to work work the body with that uppercut, mm-hmm. you know? And what about, uh, what about Sig? Uh, Sig does spread it around. I think Sig is... Um, focusing a little bit less on his haymaker um, trying to be a little bit more defensive with the stamina he had left uh, so he jabs twice one straight, two hooks two uppercuts and a haymaker alright Mike, what do you got coming on defensively this round? Um, he goes for two slips um, he clinches once uh, successfully I, I guess to like slow down a barrage uh, and I, I, gar- I used my soldier ability to guarantee a straight counter. Excellent. And Sig? Sig blocked and slipped, and he uh, also succeeded as a straight counter. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. This round, I mean, I imagine by now both fighters are reaching, not the end of their stamina. These are seventh level heroes, right? These guys know fighting, and they know endurance, but even then five three minute rounds is brutal and so it's bless of them moving around and more of them coming to the middle to slug it out and sure enough uh some of those uh uppercuts that mike throws are just massive shots like he uh throws a left to the body you know causes sig to back up a little bit uses that opening to throw another one at his chin but sig's able to use uh, to slip out of the way of that one and return a haymaker that really just rocks Mike. Um, as the fighters duke it out, the crowd comes to its feet and just cheers and cheers. At one point, it looks like Mike is about to go down, but uh, he manages to uh, block a big old straight coming his way and returns basically the same shot at Sig, who uh, again does the same. This is truly like two behemoths. Uh, duking it out down to the wire the bell rings and the crowd is just going nuts Uh, everyone knows that it really comes down to this final round but it looks like the mists are gathering around Sig again as we go into yep as we go to the corner man phase of round number six I gotta Sig. tell you, Sig is a Sig is an end of the fight fighter. That's how Vanguard's fight. Mm-hmm. So he goes back to the back to the corner, and he is just like you see the entropy just swirling around him, and he's like, "I think I got him." Patch me up a little bit, Natasi. Keep me on my feet. And um, uh, and he's gonna attempt. Do I have to do a fatigue roll at this point? 
Yeah, so I was going to have you guys do that at the same time. I wanted to see what what your corners, uh, what it was like coming back to your corner first. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Sig's still confident. I mean, he knows he took a decent amount of hits that round, but um, he's just that's that's how he fights. Mm-hmm. He fell right in my trap, boys. <laughs> <laughs> hit, hit me one too many times. Uh-huh. <laughs> big old smile on his face, even as his eye, his right eye is starting to swell up. Yep. What about uh, what about Mike? What does it look like coming back to his corner? Yeah, um, I mean, he... I guess we're, we're in a predicament where it's like we... So many of these rounds have been such slugfests that, like, uh, he doesn't know if he won that round. He feels good about it. He, he knows he put some heavy shots on him. He knows he, he ate some as well. Um, so he's, he's confident going into this next round. He feels like he might have edged out the last round. Um, and, and Rupert's like, you're, 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 you're doing, you're doing great, my boy. I can't believe you're taking the amount of punishment that you have. And to be frank, I can't believe he's taking the amount of punishment you've put on him. So look, all I can say is go out there and swing for the fences on this last round. Try to knock him the fuck out. Alrighty. Yeah, before we choose our corner man, let's go ahead. So each player, each boxer has zero stamina, which means they need to roll for fatigue before they start their corner man phase. Uh, Roll your fortitude saves. The DC has been up to 17. I think Sig's got this. Yeah, I I, I got it too. I rolled a nine. Yeah, neither, neither, I will say this. Both fighters have fantastic fortitude. It was, uh, I think both of them are, we're, pretty much ready for this round to go all all the way through six let's go into the corner man phase we kind of described what was happening mechanically uh griff what is sig got going on on his end sig's gonna um he's gonna have Vinny in his corner like oh mate all you gotta do is punch him into the ground it's not it's that easy and Sig's like yeah 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 that's that sounds good i'll just i'll try and i'll try and hit him uh more than he hits me I'm uh, I'm burning up over here. I think it's gonna be uh, be hard not to. And Natasha's like, Sigurd, your temperature has reached feverish levels. We're going to need to administer a ibuprofen when you're finished. And so I'm getting my coaching action and my patch up. Mm-hmm. And what about uh, Mike? Uh, Rupert, yeah, I already said kind of his little pep talk, and then Aaron's in there. Um, you know, I mean, they're probably both just beat to shit at this point. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> like they probably both got cuts and swelling everywhere. Mm-hmm. So he's uh, muttering under his breath the whole time. Like, oh, I don't like it. I don't like it. And and just like co- like constantly trying to like stop some swelling here and like put some Vaseline in a cut here. And like it's like he's got too many projects to work on at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm going to I'm going to try the coach and the corner right. or and the cut man alrighty Pat, patch up that's what it's called <laughs> alright and how did uh, how'd your corner man phase look Griff how'd the uh, rolls go so I succeeded the coach but I didn't get any thresholds but again like Natasi is crazy another nat 20 on the medicine unfortunately I, ro- <laughs> I rolled a 2 on the D8 to heal but oh still. no but and you have to tell it's, it's Steve that plays Natasi yeah. right and we yeah, all know Steve's, tell how- he's just a heel bot his character is a heel bot uh-huh. <laughs> She'd be doing this. Mm-hmm. So you're you're playing it perfectly. <laughs> and what about uh, what about Mike? Uh, he he passed his um, 
coach. Uh, not, uh, you know, anything to write home about, but he did pass it. Um, so he gets his four bonus points. But, like, uh, he got a 19 uh, on the die for his medicine. So he's going to get a D8 plus two. Um, and fortunately, I haven't infused my corner or my cut man with the aura of Steve uh, because I rolled an eight on my nice. heal, so I get ten ten healing. Ooh! All right, it's gonna be this is gonna be a good last round. I will say this: like, what is? Uh, or I'll ask this. Maybe it's the better way to phrase it. Uh, what is each fighter like thinking? As the bell rings and they step out into this final round, we'll start with Mike. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's a fight. Like he's kind of in that flow state, you know. He's he's planning everything he can do. He's got a, a very strong desire to try to win this fight. But even if he doesn't, I'd say in his mind, like Sigurd has really earned his respect as a fighter. There's there's none of this like petty, like fuck this guy I want to knock him out out of spite it's like I have to knock him out because he's that he's that good of a fighter even if it does come from like a, a you know a prison yard or whatever um he, he's earned the, the respect of a former and uh, again current I guess professional boxer so um yeah whereas there was a little bit of bad blood before the press conference it's nothing but like he's got new eyes for Sigurd that are just full of respect and how about Sig? I think Sig's just ready to take the punches, man. I think, you know, he uh, that's been his mindset this whole this whole fight. He's used to having he's fi- he's used to fighting the swarm and fighting things that are like out there to kill him. A fight with somebody that's just like, you know, brute force trying to bring him down. I guess you'd call it non-lethally. It's something that's like exciting to him because he just he knows he can he can get the shit kicked out of him and you know wake up tomorrow and be okay so he's he's just excited i mean i think i think he in the same respect he he has he has a respect for mike for being able to you know hurt him as badly as he has he's not used to that harmony 11 comes on the crowd is on its feet as we go into round number six. Ding, ding, ding. Let's go into offensive maneuvers. All right, let me know when you've picked. I'm set. Okay. Alrighty. And defense? Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and give you a heads up. I'm going to use my last remaining soldier uh, ability to guarantee one of my checks. Okay. As we, when they come up. Sure. I'll just go ahead and throw that checkbox in now. Okay. Let's see here. Once you have picked your defense, go ahead and roll your skill checks. Alrighty. Uh, Go ahead and roll for damage and defense. It's always ominous to hear the sound of that many die rolling down the dice tower simultaneously. (laughs) Right. Looks like we're got all of our damage and defense rolled. We'll start with Sig. What'd you come out with this round? So Sig comes out with uh, just swinging for the fences. A jab, three straights, then three uppercuts, and three haymakers. Oh man, just power punches all across. 
what about uh, what about Mike? Uh, Mike comes out with two jabs, uh, really just to set up other punches, uh, and three hooks and three uppercuts. Defensively, Sig? Uh, One slip, then two successful clinches, uh, and then a straight counter uh, that succeeded, and a straight counter that failed. God damn. (laughs) What about Mike? Man, I rolled a natural two oh, on my, my. <laughs> reflex. Yep. So I had one block, and I guaranteed uh, straight counter success. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Uh, Mike, I mean, you can see it's years and years of boxing. It's like come back into him. And he comes out looking strong in that sixth round, despite the hellish beating he's taken so far manages to throw in a couple of good combos straight hook straight hook uppercut really good uppercut in there that catches sig across the jaw but there's really nothing he can do to stop the barrage that sig brings for the second time this fight as like after sig takes that uppercut imagine he like just spits a little blood under the ring big smile across his face as he just launches into uppercut uppercut but body face Mike staggers back haymaker from the right haymaker from the left and Mike goes down to the ring out cold Sig has knocked out Mike and uh, bright bright runs over you know moves Sig aside and waves his arms over Mike to signal the end of the fight how does Sig celebrate his win uh, I mean, I think he, he immediately he immediately is looking over to Mike to make sure he gets back up. Um, he, I, I think he he realizes like when he gets into that where he starts like steaming and everything, like he's throwing punches like no one's business. And when the last one connected and Mike just kind of buckled, he he got separated and he's just looking over there. Um, but once he sees like Mike kind of sit up and look okay. He turns to his corner and he just raises one fist and uh, he kind of like does a victory growl and you see his tusks just kind of like gleam in the in the overhead lights. Uh, his new uh, <laughs> his new uh, gold ring around one of his tusks. The top of the tusk is chipped. He's going to need some dental work after <laughs> that fight. Oh, yeah, and the crowds love it. Like, I mean, the crowd was on their feet for the entirety of the last round as the two behemoths slugged it out. And when Mike goes down, there's just, ah, ah, and especially it dies down a little bit as Sig looks unconcerned. But, you know, when Mike sits back up, Sig turns to the audience and just, again, just waves and waves of cheers coming across. And uh, for his part, you know, after that time, Mike sits back up. I mean, how does it feel? I mean, how is Mike feeling as he kind of comes back to his feet? Goes over to the uh, ring, Doctor. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's never fun to lose or to get knocked out or whatever, but he, he gets up, kind of, you know, shakes it off, goes and uh, huddles around with his, his dad and Oren and everybody. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, after some of the fanfare of the uh, celebration Sigurd has or whatever and all the cameras flashing and everything he he eventually would like go over to Sigurd and like put an arm around him and you know tell him like hey you you done good mate you got you got a mean power shot there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
You're pretty good yourself for an old man. Takes a lot to takes a lot to hurt me like you did. Listen, if you ever need uh, somebody fill out your uh, your card one night, happy to come back. <laughs> right. Well, we'll we'll stay in touch. Uh, uh, but I'm gonna take a little bit to recover, <laughs> rest up. And uh, from from the booth, we hear Dugier going, that's a, an amazing show of sportsmanship from these boxers tonight, both in their fighting prowess and in their uh, response afterward. And now we will go to Dazrul for our final announcement. And Dazrul comes back on. He's wearing his blue suit. I mean, he looks a little sweaty, too. There's not that many people in the ring, obviously, but it was just it was a match that even got him like up on his feet and cheering for both fighters. Um, and so he uh, calls, you know, kind of motions for both fighters to come in to the center. Uh, bright, bright uh, stands there, grabs each one uh by the arm and he says Dazrul says in the sixth round of freestyle boxing this fight was decided by knockout the winner of tonight's fight the Susquehann survivor the Kenobo you want to know Sigurd in the crowd ah, ah. <laughs> Yeah, and like uh, Mike would come over like after the that like while the fans are still cheering and everything, and grab uh, Sigurd's hand and like raise it himself. Yeah. You know? Oh, and there's like lots of clapping. You know, you got Ziva. She's like, you know, clapping. So like a lot of her clothing is a little bit like misplaced because she had been jumping around during the match. But you can kind of see that she regains her composure and is clapping for <laughs> the winner. Uh, Meanwhile, I mean, like, I, I'm not as familiar with the hideous tomfoolery crew. How it, how is like all their ringside going right now? Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure it's bumping. You know, uh, <laughs> Vinny's probably already drinking, and uh, <laughs> and Natasi is, you know, her normal stone faced self probably mm-hmm. says, "Hooray!" But I bet, <laughs> but I bet Tex and uh, Yuvari are living it up in the stands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tex is probably hooting and hollering yeah. all over the place. He's probably had several beers. <laughs> maybe did maybe did some two. Yeah, maybe maybe a bit of two. Mm-hmm. Well, D for his part, he's like, "Still love you, Mike. That was great. Right. That was great, man. You'll get back. You'll come back." And Mike, don't call it a comeback, Weldy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well. I mean, what? Well, that wraps up the fight itself. I mean, what do you, Griff? What do you think? Oh, that was a blast, guys! It was fun as hell. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun little little mini game, and it's fun to be able to roll so many dice. Oh yeah, like just yeah. Mm-hmm. just roll mountains of well, dice. It's, it, you'll notice, like if you ever if you ever play test a Vanguard character, I feel like your strategy has to be a decently a, a decent amount different. Like I'm throwing haymakers the whole time because I want to get down 25 percent of my health early on. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, it's going to be... I mean, I really look forward to having a bunch of people on to try. We've had... Man, we have had play testers that have tried to knock this thing out of the park. And it's held up so far, but I'm excited to see what uh, others might bring to the table as well. Yeah, I mean, you you know it's a good system when you can go, like, six full rounds. And, like, you know, if there is... Like, 
it would be a little tough to get a knockout in this system in round three. You're gonna get mm-hmm. like you're right. probably gonna get your at least five or six rounds out of it just because of the way you know your stamina and health work and the amount of sheer amount of damage you would have to do early on to get the knockout. Right. Well, and like had I not rolled a natural two yeah, on my yeah, defensive stuff, you wouldn't have got stuff, knocked out. Yeah. We 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 maybe have went to a decision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was close. Which I think you still would have won a decision. It was going into the final round. I'll say it was it was three to two in favor of Sig. Right. That's close. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's a close fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you really—I mean, you All really right. see the swinging. I mean, not necessarily swinginess, but like the power of the vanguard is the rounds that you get to do the thing. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was All really right. fun. All right. Yeah, well, thanks for uh, being with us and, and getting to do this. Um, it's It's been a lot of fun. We look forward to uh, this being a feature in moving forward in the future for anybody at the $10 oh, yeah. tier. And, and again, they won't be recorded. This is just for, for you guys to figure out what the game is. So it'll be a, a little more uh, intimate, and we can uh, you know play some fun music on Discord and stuff like well, it's that. Fu- it's fun to do a, a recorded one where it's like, you know the characters from two shows that are on your network. It's a good time, right? The ultimate crossover, oh, yeah. <laughs> crossover <laughs> event. Everybody expected. <laughs> All right, I think we'll end on this uh, as the kind of the fight scene fades out. The Packed World Sports Network logo comes back up. We go back to Do Gear and. Uh, Harmony in the studio. Harmony, that was one heck of a fight tonight, and I, I cannot wait for the next one. Indeed, you dear. I, this is where we'll sign off. I'm Harmony11, and I'm Do Gear Bancho. And until our next fight, Rock, we'll see ya. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs>